morning, everyone. What is going on? We're back again with another episode of the South Florida Gamers Podcast. This is Silverback Senpai, and joining me across the table is Waluigi. Morning, everybody. Wow. Such an early morning. Flint's Festival is fun. And now we got these wonderful ladies with us. Absolutely. We're, we're missing one. And of course, um, Jiggy Feek, she could not make it today, unfortunately, but we will catch her on the next one. But um, one is running currently late because she had to work last night here so she'll be she'll pop up momentarily but starting from mellow go ahead and introduce yourself hi my name is mellow um i play guilty gear strive and undernight and i'm from south florida i'm from miami hey Saki. <laughs> um my name is saki sakura i am a competitive and commentator for uh mortal kombat guilty gear strive and melty um and i am from fort lauderdale and Amanda. Hi, guys. My name is Amanda. I'm known as the Heart Container Cafe. We do gaming-themed desserts, Japanese goods, boba tea. I also host Tekken 7 tournaments at Flynn's and at Unbranded Brewery. And we used to do Guilty Gear tournaments as well. And I'm a Tekken player myself. Let's go. All righty. I need that energy. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the podcast will be on all audio hosting platforms like Spotify, Anchors, um, SoundCloud, iTunes, yada, yada, yada. And then, of course, a big thank you to our Twitch subscribers. Thank you guys for the subs and bits. Greatly appreciate the support for the podcast. And now, going back from our recapping from our last episode, which was the Strivecast, where we had Herbs, Beefy Manatee, Creator, and Turb. Great. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it was a great episode. We talked a lot about Guilty Gear Strive, um, like um, you know, the future of it and uh, the okay. fact that it became a main game for most um, major tournaments in, because in the past, usually Guilty Gear was ve a very niche um, game. But it's good to see that it's getting its shine, it's getting its praise because it's doing things other fighters should do. Oh, 100% agree. I'm still like messed up that the fact there was supposed to be like a dual mode. Yeah. Yeah, there was supposed to be like a 2v2 kind of style, and it got discontinued. Yeah. <laughs> that still fucks me up today. <laughs> Reminds me of Mortal Kombat. They had the same idea, but then we ended up getting a tag team NPC like tower mode instead. Oh, yeah. Oh, <coughs> my, why? Why? <laughs> yep, everybody felt the same way. <laughs> just, 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 just give us tag. Just give us Mortal Kombat tag. Give us um, Guilty Gear tag. I'm, I'm telling you, it, it will, it'll make for some really good matches and chaotic moments because that's what people want. We want chaos when we fight against other players. We want that. But just imagine like a happy chaos and a ram going against each other. I don't think anyone will see daylight. <laughs> it's too early for that now. It's never too, too early. early. It's, too it's early never too early. Way too early. I like the you know. <laughs> you know, you guys got the the smash cast. You got the guilty cast. Got to get that Tekken cast next. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe Melty Blood cast too. Smile. Possibly. Possibly. Melty yeah. Blood. Yes. <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. We just no. gotta find, we just gotta find these people in the light, or just get them out of Miami. Yeah. 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 They're, they're in hiding or whatnot. So we eventually we'll, we'll find them. Because I've never, <laughs> not met a single Melty Blood player from my from like West Palm Beach. No. Dang, we're all <laughs> and I live by like four face buttons and herbs. We're all ten minutes away from each other. Dang. <laughs> so convenient. Yes, my ass kickings are local. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so going with our topics for today, um, we're going to start off with Amanda. What got you into fighting games? Uh, I grew up with a brother that was 11 years older than me, and I had basically every game system from, like, Atari up until, like, the PS3 days is when we, like, he left on his own to, like, live his life and stuff. And um, I grew up with him playing a lot of fighting games. We played a lot of King of Fighter which I'm glad the new one came out and more people are like noticing it because I went and cosplay as Mai to like a few of the cons that happened recently before it and nobody knew who I was. Otaku it was just so disappointing. I Otaku Fest, yeah, it was so yeah, disappointing. I, I was like, how remember do, when we competed together? How do you not know? <laughs> it's crazy because she's yeah. also been in like Dead or Alive at some point. Yeah, very like mixed she, with them. she's an icon, bro. She's literally <laughs> an icon in fighting games. So I was like, everybody's got to know her, right? Nobody knew her. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm not that old. Um, but yeah, I grew up playing a lot of King of Fighter. I grew up playing Smash. I grew up playing um, a lot of the other like like anime fighters that I just can't put my finger on. I grew up playing Street Fighter. Um, so yeah, a lot of those I grew up playing. Ironically, never played Tekken in my life. Like not not with what? my brother, in Hold any on. way. I don't. We we played every game, but I don't know if he didn't know Tekken existed or if I don't remember. <laughs> but Tekken never came to mind. Jason, my boyfriend, is actually the one who showed me Tekken, and I got into it with him over time. And I joined the Tekken tournaments at Flint's when they had it, and I was into it. And I didn't actually get serious about learning until we started doing tournaments for it, and then I got serious about learning it. You could say she was Tekken into the game. I'll see myself out. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah. Damn, it didn't, damn, it didn't work. I haven't got him yet. No points on the board yet. No. Saki, what got you in uh, fighting games? Um, so this is, uh, so interesting enough, I actually did not like fighting games when I grew up. I, uh, I actually remember getting really mad at them. I, like, I bought one for like the Nintendo 3DS, which was like Dead or Alive. And I was like, I don't like this game. Why did I buy it? And I like turned it back into game to GameStop. And um, interesting enough, it wasn't until uh, I was dating someone at the time, one of my partners, and um, he basically was like, "Hey, you know, I wanted to spend some time with you. Like, can we play like Injustice?" And I was like, "I don't know, man, because I only reason I have the game is because Starfire was in it, and I never picked up the game." And, uh, and then let, let it be known that he did kick my butt pretty hard in Injustice, where I was like, I'm never picking up this game ever again. <laughs> One of the reasons why I did not start with Injustice 2 um, when that game uh, was still alive before MK11. And then um, when MK11 came out, um, not only was he like, hey, let's, you know, let's try this. It's a brand new fighting game. Um, I remember going to like a GameStop and I remember seeing Jade unveiled. They, they were highlighting her in one of the videos yes. mm -hmm. for, um, for promoting MK11. And I was like, damn, she looks really graceful. She looks really cool. Um, I think I might like, like might, might learn her and uh, let, let it be known that like as soon as MK11 came out, I picked up Jade and um, that's when I start realizing that like maybe I'm good at pressing buttons and um, 
with that, like, um, my partner, you know, tried to show me a little bit of how to, like, play the fighting games, like, what's the fundamental behind it, and sort of, like, the knowledge behind just playing it casually, and um, because of that, um, I stayed mostly for meeting a group of women online that played Mortal Kombat and NRS games, and ever since, I've been into it. So, yeah, it's honestly, I feel like a lot of people or a lot of women like to um, say that their first experience comes from their family or from their partners. Um, but I think for me, the biggest thing is that it's not so much of that starting point. It's like I'm actually I actually stayed because I got to meet a group of women focused on that game. Yeah. And I think um, that's I think it was one of the Mortal Kombat tournaments is when I actually met you. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, I think it was, um, it was probably, uh, I know there was one in the Seminole, Hard Rock Cafe, mm -hmm. and then there was one in, um, in, uh, oh my goodness, in West Palm Beach as well, and then, um, I probably won in Orlando too. Good um, yeah, I, I honestly, Mortal Kombat is where I, I really came, like, started coming out and actually exploring what the FGC had to offer because uh, I didn't even know FGC w existed. Right. Um, and I wish I did because I would have loved to have grown up with, like, everybody and, like, the offlines and stuff because I was a very, very sheltered, non-social butterfly when I was growing up in high school. So. Oh, you would have grew up in the dark ages of the fighting game community <laughs> be before the Internet became a thing where, yeah, it was it – was, it, it was toxic. I mean, it's still toxic now, certain parts of it, but before the internet, like, you literally had, like, very, like, sections of, you know, fighting game groups or, around the country or whatnot until, you know, online became a thing, and then, you know, the rest is history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, growing up, I had, like, no idea FGC existed. My brother had no idea. Like, we didn't know. Yeah. And I didn't even know about esports or anything like that for a really long time. And the only time I saw something like that was when I went to, like, Supercon and these cons, like, years ago when they had, like, the big tournaments going on and all that stuff going on. Me too. That was the only time I saw, like, a big community for tournaments for fighting games. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is this is cool. Um, and then I didn't know that it was, like, a continuous community that does this, like, yeah. so many times, not just, like, once a year at Supercon. I found out later, and it's, like, such a, like whole like tight-knit of people in florida that like all know each other and know the ranks and how high everybody is and i was like that's crazy oh yeah definitely it's a great thing to see um mellow what got you into fighting games so i actually got into fighting games more recently like a lot more recently like late 2018 i want to say um so i'm like familiar with other games i used to play a lot of fps unfortunately i played league of legends you <laughs> uh, for a very long time <laughs> um and i was kind of tired of like the same games coming out over and over again and i was kind of tired of playing team-based games and i put on twitch's background noise all the time and i got to catch climax of night on Twitch, it was just like recommended to me. And it was so hype and I remember watching it and I thought all the Undernight characters were so sick. I ended up buying the game and that became my life. That became my hyperfixation. <laughs> I had I had owned Street Fighter 4 before, but I didn't know how to play fighting games on a level like beyond mashing. I knew there was an FGC, but like I it never crossed my mind to try to, you know, get into that realm. I was so like deep in other games at that point. I wish I had, but yeah, that's kind of what got me into fighting games. I started kind of like hyper fixating on it 
late 2018 and I attended like my first locals in 2019 and now I'm here. Yeah, also Street Fighter, uh, it's interesting you mentioned that because I've always been like, oh yeah, I love Chun-Li and I love Sakura, even though my name does not come from that, just want to make that very clear. <laughs> um, but like, I'm very familiar with the characters, but you have games like Street Fighter that are not newbie um, friendly. So, you know, going into a, a game like um, Street Fighter 4, 5, even Tekken, it's like, wait a minute like you go into ranking you're getting your butt oh yeah you're like, getting yeah. wrecked nobody's i just <laughs> didn't understand it felt like the game was like trying to shove myself out of the corner but yeah. i just didn't know i didn't understand what to do i had bought an xbox 360 and then like i bought street fighter 4 and i was like wow i can't do this online <laughs> and like obviously like i've I played games that. at arcades before like i right. remember my first time like playing a guilty gear game mm -hmm. um and seeing specifically the character abba and thinking like oh my god the characters in this game are so cool but i never really thought about playing to like the level that I'm playing now like to me it was just like an arcade game and I kind of wish I had known more people in the FGC back then because they could have like shown me the light like I, I just wish I had gotten into this sooner but I'm glad that I did even though it's you know I'm so late I don't know anybody who's gotten in like as late as I have so yeah playing games Online, I never played any fighting games online growing up. I just played with my brother or like other friends that I found. I used to think I was good at Smash. Um, <laughs> That's what we all think. <laughs> I, I, I played I Smash with like friends and stuff, and I would like wreck them, and it, it would be great. But I, I never had the more recent Smashes like myself to practice, and my friends started practicing, and they got really good, and I can't take them now. And if I ever try to play online for that or Tekken or anything else, just wrecked. I mean, Tekken I'm doing a little better with because I've been practicing, but any other fighter game I actually tried playing online, it's, it's intense. It's a lot. Only ever played in arcades or with random people. And I was like, damn, these people are on a whole nother level. Like, Yeah, it's like... I, I like to say that's like the perfect recipe of discouragement because you have literally <laughs> a game that's not either friendly to the newbies. You have on top of that the online um, being super rough. Like obviously when you get into a fighting game, um, usually people don't say, oh, I'm going to learn how to play this character and master them. Not uh, They're usually thinking, oh, I'm going to go into this game and I'm going to win, right? Because that's, yeah. that's the first inclination or first thing you're thinking of when you're trying to play a game and much less a fighting game. And then the last thing is, of course, the community, right? Like, um, obviously, we're just now starting to realize that bringing in more people into the FGC is imperative to our survival, right? right. Before, like you mentioned, the Dark Ages, it was very niche, very um, click-based, uh, yeah. very group-based. So um, you'd go to these offlines, and yeah, they're a really awesome time, but then you're really only hanging out with the people you know. Um, someone who's brand new, who's their first offline, they have no idea what they're doing, and then that just leads to discouragement and where they're like, you know what, maybe I'll, I'm better off just saving my money than having to come back. So um, a lot of the times, that's like one of the things, at least I feel like we've all faced, um, like here at this table, um, is that no matter where we've grown up, whether it be someone introducing it to us or, you know, growing up with the, the, the game, um, we've somehow all, almost encountered that like obstacle and we've been just able to like push through it and like find the way out 
and that's been, that's a huge huge hurdle to actually go through a lot of people don't really think about that um but as you like kind of grow and you've been in like I wouldn't say the business for so long but you've been in the community for so long you're like damn I I was one of you I I remember how hard and frustrated I felt right well said I was very like discouraged for a while, uh, just because you know a lot of the people that were helping me with fighting games have been playing since like Marvel versus Capcom, and then here I am. I'm already in my 30s, and like I'm just starting this now. I was like, how am I ever gonna catch up? But like you will. Yeah. You have to play like yeah. consistently, like you will. Yeah, and that's a for, even for me. <laughs> that's 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 another challenge for me for itself, because I'm so busy working on improving the scene and trying to get more people in. I have very little time to just sit down and practice and play a game, which is why I feel like my skills in um, fighting games is just it. It's like deteriorating. It's like it's going down, and it's because work, life, and whatnot. And it's one of those things where it's like, man, I wish I could have been in the scene when I was earlier, like for some of these um, newcomers that are coming in and they're being active in the scene where, you know, they're in their early 20s or whatnot, which, you know, good for them. Like, I'm happy for them because they get to at least experience something that I wish I could have experienced when I was younger, when we did not have a scene. For those who are in their 30s and older, when we were in our 20s and late teens, we did not have like a community and an environment like this because it was so very niche, you know, so very closed off to the point where if you did want to meet other gamers or whatnot, you would be kind of very shy and kind of reserved because you didn't know people and you would just stay around people that you're comfortable with. Like, I wish I had that growing up, but I am happy now that I am a part of it and then I can also give new players that experience that I never got to have because, hey, you get to experience something so great and unique that we want to keep this going. We want to keep the scene alive, but we want to keep it growing. And, you know, we want to include everybody in it as well because there are times where I'm pretty sure all of us have seen it at either locals or even majors that we go to. You'll have, like, maybe that one player that's just, you know, to themselves or whatnot, and you're just like, you know what, let me go and, you know, play with this person or whatnot so that way they don't feel like they're alone. Well yeah. fucking said. I was one of them. Uh, I actually, yeah, <laughs> Seminole, again, Seminole Hard Rock was my first offline for MK. It was really cool because they had um, – it was interesting because this was right after, I want to say, CEO or one of, I think it was either Combo Breaker or CEO. And uh, Katana Prime was there, um, Alcatraz, they're, which they're all Florida homies if you're not too familiar with them, but oh, very notable Florida um, players for the MK, MK scene. And uh, I was there, and one of the things that I was super, like, just, like, shocked in was, like, it was only me and one other girl, Infinity, who actually competed. And I was like, holy shit, I'm the only girl in this room of 100 men, essentially, right? And um, what was interesting is I met one of my best friends, Spammy, um, and he's he just straight up came up to me. He's like, yo, what's up? And I was like, oh, hi. And he's like, yeah, I want to get some games. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, you want to get games with me? Like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> and then he, he, we just, like, started playing. And then he, he, he's the type of person that's, like, very um, loud and, like, yelling and whatnot. And um, I was like, damn, this dude's super loud. But it was in such a way where he was himself. But at the same time, I was like, yo, somebody's actually talking to me. And ever since then, like, we've kept in contact. We play casuals and Aww. stuff. But it's that 
person actually coming to, up to you and being like, hi, how are you? I see you. I understand you're alone. Let me be like not creepy because yeah. we've all come across uh, people who are like coming across super creepy, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like this person wasn't that way. And that that was the perfect like um, way for me to feel like, oh, I'm welcome. And then another thing too is I actually, I, I was such like a little mouse. Like if you look at me now and compare it to me back then, um, there's a huge difference. And even Katana Prime has said it, but one of the biggest things that has always impacted me is that when I showed up, um, Katana Prime came up to me and he he was, I was like, yo, you guys are not gonna like yell at me or anything like that from like how Twitch chat does, right? And he's like, hell no, we're not Twitch chat. Like we, we got you, we're gonna protect you. And I, after that, I was like, holy shit, like, damn, I feel really comfortable. Um, so that's, like, one of the things that I appreciate out of K K KP and um, Spammy, too, is, like, um, just that welcoming, like, I'm not alone. I don't have to worry about it. Like, I'm not, like, this weird outlier or anything. And also, too, just the fact that, like, someone creepy comes up, I know I, I know who to go to yeah. as well. Yeah. Man, it's an, it's interesting that how like no matter how many um like stories that me you know me and Waluigi hear whatnot it's always it's always different it's never usually the same story that we never hear. Agreed. And it is you know good to you know get it from you know from a woman's perspective because yeah um we're for us you know we're used to you know being in a space where it's just us and a bunch of other guys or whatnot, but for women to be in the space as well or whatnot, yeah, you are going to have those creeps or whatnot and to the point where it's just like, learn how to approach people. Yeah. Like, yeah. learn how to approach people in a respectful manner. Don't just be, like, getting into their bubble, like, like bubble, and, like, and they're just giving you that look like... <laughs> like, bruh, can you like, not? Like, slide into DMs. Or the worst one, and I'm pretty sure y'all have experienced um, some kind of form of this, is where they get, like, way too close to you, and you're just like... Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, you, 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 like, your eyes widen up, you're just like, oh, shit. can you, like, back up? Like, you don't want to tell them back up, but it's just like... It, it's, it, it's funny, because, um, like, you, you don't want to tell them to back up, because you have that respectfulness where you're like, I don't, you know, I don't want to be an asshole or anything. But the guys don't have the respectfulness to just not do that. And I, I wouldn't say it's not that they don't have it. Like, it's a lot of people that are in the fighting game community that go to these things usually don't see women as it is. Yeah. And some of them just are always home, so they just don't know how to interact with women because they haven't got the chance to. So I feel like it's definitely something they should learn or at least ask. You could be like am I getting too close to you? Or you could ask us like why we're here and like try to talk with us without just like staring at us and being weird about it. Yeah. Um, well, it's literally down. Too. Yeah. It's literally down to asking. We're not going to like yell you out and curse you out or anything. Like, we'll just be like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm here to play this. Like I'll play this with you if you want. You don't have to like be, be weird about it. You know, I think a lot of people, um, and I, I it's interesting cause I've seen people, sort of be like afraid of us it's like and we're it's a different species bro yeah. <laughs> it's like they're all like little like like baby cubs or something and we're just straight tigers coming in Them the goddamn thing is, like, Katarina Mains. <laughs> the thing is is that like what people don't understand and this is everybody like from 
not just within fighting games, but like in gaming in general and mm -hmm. as a, a society, like people forget that as women, we're constantly like going through shit. And especially if we're POC. So um, like, for example, as a Latin woman, I'm constantly going through some of the craziest shit ever, whether I'm on my stream or just like going out and doing some of the projects I do. And um, while that does not let me be like, allow me to be defensive, like I don't automatically put up my def defense you know, walls or anything like that. Um, a lot of times what happens is people assume that and people assume we're going to be on the defensive and we're going to be ready to bite, but it's not really like that. It's more of like, we're just very Careful. cautious. Yeah. yeah. And, but that doesn't mean we're going to like not be um, like super rude to anybody or anything like that. It's just like, as soon as we see you're doing, you're on some like F shit pretty much like, we're gonna call you out on it because yeah. we've already As been through it so much. Through it so much. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Our next topic is: What are your biggest accomplishments in fighting games in the FGC? Who wants to take that one? I made top eight for my first time recently. I don't have go. any big accomplishments yet. I have big goals, but I don't have big accomplishments. My big accomplishments right now are my execution has gotten a lot better. Good. My neutral <laughs> has gotten better, so that's my accomplishment for now. I saw that or, you went to, to come um, on the next podcast I'm in. <laughs> I saw that you um, went to Texas Showdown. How was that? It was really fun. I had a really good time. I was a little nervous in last minute. I almost didn't go for two reasons. I got stained blue because of my hair dye. So I oh almost God. didn't go, but then I got it off. And then I was like, okay, I'll go. And then my friends <laughs> bailed. So I was like, do I really want to go alone? Okay. Um, and I'm glad I did because I met up with like friends that I knew like from the internet world. Good. It good. was a really good time. It was really fun. Um, very, very comfortable experience. The venue was super nice. Lots of games going on. I played my first match on stream. Nice! And I won it. Uh, nice! No, that is a big accomplishment oh, right there. So you better send me that really clip. Nervous. I need to take notes from you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen that meme of like the chick like laying in the shower, like hiding, and it's like, oh, me when the TO like calls me. To go <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically my worst nightmare. But I'm glad I got it out of the way. So I think I'll be less scared next time. But yeah, Texas Showdown was awesome. I think. Like, if you guys have the means, you guys should try to go next year. It was really yes. fun, and the flight was pretty, like, affordable, so. Ooh, nice. Totally worth nice. it, yeah. Saki? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, okay, so I definitely want to start off this one with, uh, it has, um, I got the email for it, however, NDA, so I'm not able to actually talk about it just yet. Understandable. But it is a, it, it, I can tell you right now, it has been a huge goal of mine ever since I got into commentating. So mm -hmm. I'm really excited once that comes out that I can talk about it. Um, my most accomplishments is actually just two because they do correlate with each other. Um, the, four one, the first one is uh, appearing on the Women of the FGC with Sony. And PlayStation. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw too. that. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. um, it was really like eye popping that um, my face was on the front page of PlayStation fives and PlayStation fours for like Sick. the longest time, and uh, and it was also really awesome to be able to talk about um, well to not only talk about my work that I do but also that like hey I'm Puerto Rican I'm chunky and I'm here and I'm. 
I'm part of this community, you all can also be part of this community. Wait, yeah. hold on, you're Puerto Rican? I am Puerto Rican, yes. And then the second one, because again, does correlate with it, is introducing MK11 to Evo. Um, again, uh, I feel like a lot of the times when we think about like personalities, we only really see like the guy introducing or commentating, but yeah. here's this girl right here doesn't fit the stereotypes whatsoever and comes out just as strong as they do and, um, allowing more women and more, um, uh, I wouldn't say minorities, but, um, just uh, marginalized identities actually being able to see like yeah this is possible you can do it yourself it's not like trying to suck up at, to anyone it's literally your hard work actually working off and paying off so those are the those are the two because again they do go close together so and your commentary was awesome too by the way <laughs> thank you I, I lost my mind when I saw it with you I was watching and I was like oh my god it was really it was really cool because um I saw the reactions so I, lo I saw like um Ultra Chen uh so you have like Jane Chen's you have uh Ultra David and Tubbleware which are like really notable names in the scene and I saw I saw them like seen and they're like oh shit Saki like she's on there and then the the idea is like okay if I did this there's a huge chance I get to commentate Evo so you know obviously it's still a wait in progress because those events haven't come up but um seeing everybody's like reactions was probably the really funniest thing oh, I've, I've ever seen so. that is awesome <laughs> that is the coolest thing i've heard so far today it's definitely great um and uh my, mine aren't as cool <laughs> they're still cool don't they're, worry they're, they're still they're still cool uh i have two as well um becoming a to myself has definitely been a really great thing because it was something that I had planned for my cafe when I actually opened the location and like just did my own gaming tournaments and stuff. Wasn't expecting to do it so early. I The opportunity just fell in my lap. Like David with Wolfpack Gaming, he was doing his smash tournaments at Unbranded Brewery in Hialeah. And I would I asked to join just to sell my gaming themed desserts and stuff because it, it fits the location and it works. And I was working with him for a while and he decided to go with a different location and those people needed something on Tuesdays. They wanted something going on so that they could get people coming in. And I just decided to ask just to see, you know, what would happen. And they were completely down. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, shit, Jason, we got we to gotta buy a bunch of shit. We got we to gotta get this together and actually do it. Um, and after watching, like, Senpai and watching David and seeing all the things that they get and hearing stories about people starting tournaments and not having the proper tools and stuff and not making it as as good as it should be and just not working out, we were making sure to do it completely right from the start. So we made sure we had a good laptop, we made sure we had the webcams, we made sure we had the mics, the Elgados, so that we could stream right away. We made sure to have, we had monitors and TVs at first. They were old TVs, they weren't as great, but the second that the people complained about it and they didn't like it, we just changed it. We got monitors right away. Um, That's really we, inspiring to hear, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm mostly an online TO, and it's really awesome to see like an actual in-person TO like have that same mindset. It, so. it was so crazy because I was worried that people wouldn't show up, especially since um, it, it was a woman like leading it and everything. I wasn't sure if they would be as interested. And um, you are the first one. That, that I know of, yeah. Like, yeah. at least in, in Florida and Miami that I know of, I haven't seen any. So it was definitely something that I was like, 
worried about at first. I knew the teching crowd from like Flynn's and I, I tried getting a hold of them and I tried getting a hold of people I knew and I was like, hey, we're gonna start doing Tekken tournaments because for us it was between like Smash or Tekken or like Street Fighter or something. Mm -hmm. But Smash is done everywhere. There's too many places to go for Smash. There's too many like different days of the week. You could go to this, 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 and this. So I was like, how is that going to make us stand out? How are we going to get people going to that? Plus, we don't even have like switches. We would have to buy a bunch of switches and everything. So because we already have two PS4s and we got lucky, shout out to our friend Julio who let us use his PS4 all the time now because he doesn't use it and we use it for our tournaments and stuff. Um, we, we had enough to have three setups. So we decided to go with PlayStation games and Street Fighter, like we were asking around, seeing what we wanted to do. It was like possibly a second option because we were gonna do two different games at first. Um, but we really wanted to do Tekken, even though it wasn't as like known and it's dying and everything. Like we really wanted to do it because Jason really loves Tekken and I started to really like it too. So we tried to, we started with Tekken and we were gonna do Guilty Gear. We were gonna do it on like two separate days. And then I got the opportunity with Goblin Heist Comics who David like changed his location to, to do Guilty Gear there as well on a different day. So we changed it. So on Branded would have Tekken and then we would do Guilty Gear at this place. And when we started with Tekken, I advertised it everywhere. Like I tried to pay for ads on Instagram and Facebook and all this other stuff. And we actually had some people go. We had like a good, sorry. I have like an asthma. No, I have like an asthma thing. When I'm like talking like a, a lot, I just have to take like a really deep breath. It's like a thing I have. Um, but yeah, we had, um, I don't even remember how many people. We had like maybe five or something like that. But I know for sure that Pico, Daruma, and Femme de Godhand were there. So shout out oh. to you guys for that. And they've been there since then. They loved the environment. They loved how me and Jason were. I taught Jason how to do, like, all the setups and everything. So I'm not, like, overwhelmed selling my desserts and everything and then doing the setups and everything else. So Jason also, in a way, became a TO himself, too, and wasn't expecting to because we do it together now. And um, I help I, – I commentate – as well for all the tournaments and and he commentates with me and we work as a team on that which i think also helped me get involved in the community as a girl because they saw jason they saw this other guy so they were like oh it must be a guy doing it and all this other stuff and i i think sometimes even the people that we do end up doing tech and four thinks it's jason but it's actually me that put <laughs> everything together and taught him <laughs> how to do it because i had to learn how to use twitch i had to learn how to use twitch studio I had to, I literally stayed up with a friend that we were originally gonna have help me with a TO, but then some things came up. And I just like studied Twitch and studied how to use Twitch Studio and studied how to, how to get the setups up and how to get the Elgato working and how to record everything. And then I just taught it all to Jason <laughs> so that he could set it up for me oh. whenever we did it. But yeah, we started getting some traction with Tekken and we started advertising for it more and those people started coming more often they ended up really loving it um and then with guilty gear we had a good amount of people coming in too and we had like some attention going on for it and some people really loved it and really had a great time and we had to sadly stop doing guilty gear because that venue stopped having gaming stuff so we don't have a venue to do guilty gear again since unbranded is only available on tuesdays 
to use the location for free because we got lucky that we get to use this big space in the back for free. It's like a whole private space nice. in the back. So everybody gets to chill. They get beer and stuff from Unbranded because a lot of Tekken players are like older than 21. <laughs> so yeah. they all have their beers. They get tacos from a taco truck because we have uh, Tekken Taco Tuesday. That's what we like to call it because <laughs> the taco vendor is always there when we're there. And then we have our desserts and stuff. So people go have a good time. They play Tekken. We have friendlies before and we have friendlies after. And it's just been picking up. It picked up so much that like Senpai offered me the chance to do Tekken here at Flint's that I also do on Sundays at 4 p.m., which is today. I'm doing it later after this. <laughs> um, and we're trying to bring back the Tekken community. I've had so many people tell me, which is like my favorite part of it all, that they stopped playing Tekken like a long time ago and how like they had tournaments before, but COVID kind of ruined it for everybody. Yeah. Yep. And how Tekken is basically like like died a little bit and it's coming like back and they're all really excited about it because they were like, man, I stopped playing Tekken like a long time ago and now I'm back into it. I've had some people like um, like Buckets say on Twitter how it just like lit up a fire in him and now he wants to win and now he wants to participate. Aww. He's been going to like all the tournaments since then and it's really cool to see people find their love for this game all over again and then for me to find a love for it too because I wasn't as serious about it before. I was a little more casual. I just liked it. And then I started like practicing more and having Jason actually teach me combos because all my life, I've never been able to learn combos. You just mashing teching. Just mashing teching. You, you just hit and pray. Mashing teching, do some d different directions or whatnot. You'll pull something off and you'll probably get like a good, a good win. But um, when you want to get really, really serious or whatnot, you got to understand that, yeah, you, you don't want to match in this game. No. You want to be as accurate as possible and know when to pull off, what moves to pull off, when to do it, and, you know, take advantage of, you know, your opponent's um, screw-ups. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. I used to mash a lot in Tekken, and now I actually know things. Ironically, I play Katarina, so she is kind of just mashing circle, but that's not the point. <laughs> it's okay. I'm a, I'm a filthy Noctis player. I, I love how we insulted <laughs> Katarina <laughs> Mains twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't believe I forgot about it, but the other two games I didn't even mention that I played a lot as a kid, too, that I mentioned before was Killer Instinct and Soul Calibur. I used to play those a lot, too, as a kid, and Soul Calibur was the only game that, by myself, I tried to learn combos for. And I kind of learned some when I was playing Natsu, Soul Calibur V. And I was so proud of myself. I was like, oh my God, I learned some combos. Like I wasn't playing online, but I was playing like the, the treasure mode and everything that just gets harder and harder. No, I was playing online, I think. And I was actually doing like better. The only thing is with Soul Calibur, it's a little different because it actually matters what character you play. Like some of them are just way stronger. Like you play Siegfried, you play Nightmare two three hits you're just dead just because what they're about so Valdo strong mains? On, on who valdo oh valdos are just <laughs> annoying and weird yeah so <laughs> like, <back> knows <laughs> as a natsu main it's fun when i learned her combos and she's super fast but she's super weak so if i'm going against like a nightmare or something i have to really get in there and try really hard and block everything from them to actually win so it was difficult with tekken which is my second achievement i would say is once I started getting into it and Jason was teaching me combos and helping me figure out how to do it, because some of them are just still too hard for me to do. So we're like, you know what? We're going to adjust it and do it our way. I learned a bunch of launches and stuff that I could do once I get people in the launch. 
I just do her circle, circle, circle. Like that combo that she does does a lot of damage. I found a way to keep it going oh a little God, longer. Because <laughs> I know what she's talking about. So, uh, I know so, 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 so I'm rolling my eyes just like. I, I, got, yeah. I, I got hit with the mix up too, so I'm not going to lie. Like, Jason taught me how after getting them in a launch, how to make that go even longer by pressing like her down triangle to like get them going in the combo and then do the circle, circle, circle. And I just do that like all the time now because it doesn't really matter what combo I do after the launch. That I'm, one I'm still just does a good, I think, 64 damn hit damage. So I just do that most of the time. As long as I have a good mix up and as long as I can get a launch on them, you know, it works for me. So I don't have to worry about doing like some of her combos that are more complicated, which I'm still learning. I'm still going to do eventually, but I'm so busy with all of this stuff. I don't get the time to actually practice most of the time. But the, life the stuff of a I field. have learned, you can see improvement <laughs> <laughs> from. I definitely want to practice for CEO, though. But the stuff that I have learned, you can definitely see the improvement. Like when I started in these Tekken tournaments and I was just joined for fun or joined for the numbers so that we had enough numbers to join, I was getting wrecked constantly. Now, some of the guys have been like genuinely surprised at how much better I've gotten. And I've even like gotten a full set like on somebody before which has been like a big achievement for me just getting a set and moving on in my own tournament has like made me super happy just to move on once or or get some rounds on some of our best players like I've gotten uh, a few rounds against Pico who's been like our champion several times at our tournaments um and he was just surprised by it too so just little things like that I would say are some of my biggest accomplishments and, and being a TO in this community and, and bringing something back like that and seeing everyone really excited about that. Get, it gets me happy, too. Damn, that's a hell of an accomplishment. Hell yeah. <laughs> Man, you and Jason are a sweet combo. <laughs> I will say, like... I got him! I fucking got him! One point to Waluigi. One point Waluigi so far. <laughs> I, I will say that... Um, you know, being a TO, like when you first start out, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be rough. Yeah. Like it's gonna be really, really rough. Like when people see me, um, you know, do the things that I do for Flynn's or whatnot, they think that you know, it, it, I did that with Justin with a short amount of time, or you know, I just like knew it off the top of the head. I'm just like, no. There's a, a lot. Of there's, there's a lot to a lot that goes into it and for those that knew what Flynn's was before we were in here we had our tournaments outside oh, or yes. prior to that I was there for the Tekken tournaments outside me too yeah or you know we had them in here when the arcade wasn't like you know very small at the time and we had it was like five or six TVs you had like that whole TV that was in the back over here and then yeah. you had the two in the front and you would just go to the back to do your match mm -hmm. yeah like so different yeah like that was to me was like the early days of just like um, doing tournaments here at Flynn's and then of course as time went on and I started to learn more um, and do more and be like okay well, what creative ways that I can you know make you know make the tournament experience you know great for people you know to, to continuously come out that's when i was like okay i can try to do this and see how that works for you know one week and just see if people would like it or if they don't like it and if they do cool i'll keep doing it if not then all right i'll try something else or whatnot because feedback is in, is very important especially if you're a tournament organizer you're going to run a tournament feedback is very important because you want to know how well did you do it? Did you do a good job or did you do a bad job? Like if I screwed up or if I did something wrong, I would I want I want to know so that way 
next time I don't have to, I don't make those same mistakes. And eventually you'll, you'll be so good at doing Tekken when Tekken 8 comes, you already know you're going to be the main person that people are going to go to for Tekken and whatnot because I used to do Tekken tournaments and then at that time, people weren't coming out for it. So I was like, okay, maybe Tekken's kind of dead. So I just like, you know what? I'm I'm just going to move on to another game. I'm going to put my... I'm going to put my focus on Strive, which has been, you know, growing and, be, you know, doing good. And then, of course, I'm also trying to do the same thing with Grand Blue and King of Fighters next. So that way I can keep those communities up and alive. I was very um, saddened that Melty Blood kind of just died off. Yeah, I and I think that was because um, when CEO was coming up and there was no main yeah. tournament for CEO for Melty Blood, it, okay. People were not interested in it. Also, um, to give you a little bit more of background on that community, they're very, very niche. Like, yeah. now we're starting to get featured more as a main game. Obviously, we had Frosties, and now we're going to have mm. CEO and Evo. Um, but, like, when we were essentially, like, before that, we were essentially, like, literally the joke is in the bathroom of our Melty Blood tournaments, yeah. because that's where they were done, that literally happened, <laughs> and, um, you know, like, it, it was a really niche group, um, but um, it's also, too, like, just that community is very, very tough to grow out, and I know, because, yeah. like, I've been trying to grow with them, and it's, they're very, like, hidden, even yeah. their online tournaments, so, really? trust me, I understand completely, I do want to say that if you do bring it back, I will happily, like, help you with that, too, um, as yeah. well as Mortal Kombat, so combat. I want to get more people, yeah. to just, like, try it, just give it a try, yeah, like, like, I, I like Melty Blood, I like it, it's just, I wish, I wish the community did not die off the way it did because I was just like, oh man. Right, I only played like three games with it and I kind of wanted to get more people. But yeah. yeah. Right it's when I started getting like hype for it and I started like learning and getting my footing in is right when it died down here. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's such a shame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really hard. Even oh, yeah. to find casuals, like we were just talking about it earlier, um, how like, for example, uh, Melo knows the two best ones yeah but it's not it's not the same like yeah of course you'll play with them but it's not the same as like man i, I want to get some games in but these are the best people they're not gonna really like <laughs> sit down with me and explain yeah how to like you know the mind game of like hisui and coma right so and and it's hard to find like the casual on the same level right. um it's good to have like a variety of different skill levels i, I still to can't play with. i still can't forget when you cheesed me on I fighter vest <laughs> I, I went ham on on, on Yeah, I was like, did like no, no, he went ham on me. Then he went ham. No, and I think who was it? I don't know if it was Dice or not, but he was the other Akiha main, and he went like mirror me, and I'm like, absolutely not. Like I play this game more than you. You are not going to cheese me out with my own character. Like I, th I think it was um I think it was um loser semifinals when no no I. Yeah, I think it was loser semifinals when Saki popped off <laughs> on stage. <laughs> what you got? Because oh uh, she that won against. That was um, a debut. I wanted the I wanted the medal. Like I just yeah. said, I just I just want a medal. I don't care what it is. I just want the medal. And then that was the match that like I had to do the mirror, and I'm like, absolutely not. I play this game more than you. You were here <laughs> for an hour before 
practicing the, this character. Like, you haven't touched this character since we, we did the, the meetup for right. Long Melty yeah. Blood Launch. You don't know this character like I do. So I was it's just like, like, no, you're a place fool. Yes, absolutely. I was very much. And then I think because he went Roa first, and I'm like, nah, 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 you're Roa. You're Roa ain't there. Like, I'm, I'll make sure it's, I'll make sure it's beaten. <laughs> Like it, it was a sight to see because Saki got out like fuck yes. I was like, yo, Paul, go off, Saki, go off. Like, yo, that was a moment that you had to be there to witness. Yes, I was, I was like, oh man, I, I, I wish Melty, I, I wish Melty Blood did not die off in the South Florida community because it was, it, it's just so much fun, such a fun game. But um, back to um, what I was, I was saying about um, just you know being a tournament organizer or whatnot, like. Starting off, it's going to be extremely rough, and your main focus is just, you know, building the community, get, building it as strong as possible, growing it, and then, of course, seeing what you can do with other games and whatnot. And, you know, as I said, when Tekken 8 does come out, you're going to be the main face for that, and everyone's going to start coming to you, just like a lot of people come to me for either Strive, for Smash, and for all these other fighters. They're gonna come to you for Tekken, and you're just gonna have to be ready, like 100% ready. The heart and container. Oh, is I'm so excited. Tekken. <laughs> it's gonna be a heartful. I, I really hope it, bro. No. 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 God damn it. Sorry. Oh, I really hope Tekken 8 does come out soon. I have some hope for it because it's been such a long time, but with Tekken, like the anime coming out. It shows that they're doing something with Tekken. And I feel like the anime is going to be just a little tease at the idea of Tekken 8 coming out. And that's yeah. what I'm hoping is the case. I feel like it could case. be a refresh, or at least a refresh everyone's memory about the story. So that they can get to 8. And I'm really hoping that's that's the case, and I'm really hoping that's what happens. Because I feel like Tekken 8 will not br only bring more hype to the people that are playing Tekken with us now and the people that have like died that are trying to play Tekken. But it's going to get new people coming in. It's going to get new people interested in Tekken and, and trying it out because it's a new game. So we're going to find people that might actually really like Tekken, and it'll be really cool to see. And uh, I'm going to make sure I'm ready for it. You know, it, this whole becoming a TO and everything, definitely, it takes a lot of learning, a lot of effort, and a lot of money. Like, we put a lot of money into the equipment that we got right away to make sure we were starting off right and we weren't expecting to make off, like, a lot of money off of anybody for these tournaments and stuff. We're just making a little bit to get by to and with the desserts and stuff just to, like, keep the tournaments going and things like that. But when it comes to how much work and how much stuff we put into the equipment, like, it, it's been a lot. It has made it itself over time. Um but we know it's going to cost a lot to even get more monitors and get more PS4s and stuff if Tekken 8 does get that big. We definitely have the space for it in that venue. That's not a problem. We just have to get the rest of the equipment, the rest of the stuff. The technology. To get everyone coming in if we get a bigger crowd like that. But we'll be ready for it. You know, we, we have money from the events and stuff that we do with the heart container. We have our side hustles and our other jobs so we're, we're willing to put everything into it because we want the community to be happy and we want them to have a space to do that comfortably. You know, we don't want to have like just three setups and then it turns out not to be enough because there's yeah. like 30 people. Oh, yeah. Like we also have a time limit on Unbranded. We have to be done by, by 10 p.m. because that's the that's the time that they cut off at that bar because right. they don't get as many people and it's just one bar bartender there. So we would have to get more setups and make sure that it's it's going smoothly for everybody. 
and um we're we're not we're not scared we're gonna take it head on we're gonna get that stuff the second that we need it and we see the numbers and how it comes out and we'll be ready for it and that's something that that we're excited to do hopefully when it comes out sometime soon um and like you were saying with um mortal kombat mortal kombat is something else that we wanted to do and we still want to do if we ever get a location for it because like Mortal Kombat was also an option in the games that we were picking. We weren't sure about it. Um, and then we started asking people around, and I started asking on my Instagram stories, and I got, surprisingly, a lot of people requesting Mortal Kombat 11. Ooh. And I thought Mortal Kombat 11 had died off, but no, a lot of people were requesting it. And I grew up on a lot of Mortal Kombat too. Trash at the game myself, <laughs> but I do love the game and everything about it and the fatalities and everything because it's very similar to how Killer Instinct was, which I loved a lot. So I, I love seeing it, and I would love to be a TO and host Mortal Kombat for everybody and get, get that crowd coming in. So if we ever get a location for it, we're going to get Mortal Kombat, and that's going to be the next tournament that we're most likely gonna do because we have a crowd that already wants it and we wanna bring that in and have that in like Miami area and stuff too. I have one question to ask you before we move on to our next topic. Um, could you give a rough estimate of how much it costs you to be a TO from the time that you started to up until now? Yeah, let me get a calculator real quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the meantime, FTC Gabe has been commenting commenting <laughs> that he talked about the good days outside with Flynn. Mm -hmm. Virtual Fighter and Tekken are doing a collaboration. He thinks Tekken 8 is going to be coming soon and Mortal Kombat's life. I think this is mostly for you. Yeah. <laughs> I would be down to pick up Mortal Kombat. It is fun. Uh, the game, so we're hoping for the next um, installment and that usually is... <clears throat> What happens with uh, NRS games, they don't really last. COVID did not help no, at all. No, not one bit. Um, I'm sure, and I believe it was even you, Senpai, telling me, or, <clears throat> or it was Eddie, or I'm not sure who it was, but they had um, mentioned that um, Mortal Kombat was like something that brought a lot of people in for Flynn's, yeah. um, but COVID. And it's really sad to say that, like, yeah, that did not help the situation at all. Unfortunate. Um, but, you know, next next game is uh, the best way to, like, start it, start it off and hit it off. Okay, I, I did the numbers. If, if I had to make a rough estimate, right, because you have to include the the gaming laptop I had to buy for streaming, the Elgato, the webcams, the microphones, the the new monitors that we got switched out the second that we got that feedback from everybody, then the transportation that we do constantly, the gas we do constantly, we constantly add bonus money too to get people more interested in tech and everything too. If we get 10 people or more, we give a $20 bonus to the oh, prize nice. pool automatically. Um, we've done like several tournaments to celebrate like our fifth tournament, our 10th tournament where we did like a $40 bonus or a $100 bonus was our last one. And that gave us like our highest number of people. We got like 17 people coming in for that one. Nice. So if we include all the bonuses, all like the gas, the preparations, all the things that we've put in, it would be close to a good like $2,000 we've spent overall so far. Um, and, and you're not even in your first year yet. <laughs> and we're not even in our first year yet, no. So it, it is a lot of money and it is a lot of investing to get involved. 
but it's definitely worth it to see how happy everyone is and having this space. And they're they're always talking about how there's never a space like this, especially for Tekken and getting that group together mm-hmm. because it's died so much or there's only online and online's trash. Yes. Even if you're playing oh, on a PC, okay. it's still not very good. It, it's pain and just a different server. Yeah, like... <laughs> it's just it's a struggle so playing like locally is is really fun and it's great besides the ps4 loading times and stuff like that (laughs) and the frames besides that it's still worth it and a lot of fun so just seeing how happy everyone is having a space for it, it it definitely is something i look forward to every week like tuesdays and sundays when i go and do these tournaments i love interacting with everyone and joining them and trying to be good or decent in the tournaments or seeing jason do really good because you know he's he's not entity he plays with safina and he's he's gotten really close to winning or actually won one at flint oh yeah i remember that like he's he's really good and just seeing how good that he's gotten how happy he gets that he's gotten even better at this game and stuff too just makes me really happy so overall it's completely worth it overall with the people that we do get over time the money has like paid back for itself too which definitely helps. So it's really worth it. And if anyone wants to do it, like I I recommend it if you have the space for it and everything, just know you're going to put a lot of work into it. You're going to have to do a lot of research on how to do these setups, how to do these streams. You got to know the game a a little too. Um, You know, you don't have to have commentators and stuff, but it definitely helps get attention, things like that. I had to learn how to be a commentator and and get into it. I don't know all the technical term for Tekken sometimes, but I do my best, you know. I I do my best with what I do know. And it, it really just takes putting in that work, having the money to do it, and advertising and just talking to people constantly and trying to get them involved and thinking of new ways to get people interested besides the bonuses that we add i also have like a whole initiative like set up within the tournaments that's talked about on my smash gg and it has to do with the heart container and it has to do with like having heart containers like if you win a tournament you get a heart piece and just like in zelda if you get four part heart pieces you get a full heart container Ooh. once you get a full heart container because we have our desserts and our boba tea and stuff you get a free dessert, you get a free boba tea. And then if you, and that stacks, so that's one heart, like full full heart container. If you get another full heart container, you get that bonuses, and then you get a $20 bonus added to your winnings, just for winning. Um, so you get that, that bonus, and then for the people that are just participating, you get heart fragments, and you get, like, I believe it was four of those two, and you get like a heart piece and you make your way to having the four heart pieces. You make your way to having a full heart container and you also get a free dessert and boba tea just for participating, just for joining. Even if you don't win anything, just because you're there and you go to the tournaments, you have these little bonuses. I recently gave out um, like our first participant like bonuses to our, our friends Fem to God and Bones and Daruma. They, they got their rewards just for joining the tournaments. And then that resets every time the participants get their first full heart container and every time the winners get two full heart containers. So it resets. So the more often you come, the more chances you get at getting little bonus prizes and stuff just for coming through. So it's a fun time for you to actually get friendlies in, practice, get into the tourneys, and then you're not discouraged if you lose or not because later on you still get a reward for joining. 
So I'm always trying to think of ways to get people wanting to come in and just to have a good time. That's so cute. I love it. Now, I yeah. will say um, when it comes to like the pricing, not, not the pricing, but the cost of running a tournament and whatnot, and I can just say for, on my perspective as as you know as people saw how Flynn's has grew over the time and whatnot it cost me a lot and I'm definitely a lot more yeah and I'm literally I would say I'm roughly sitting around four grand in and that's not even including fighter fest which I am also planning for in July excited and that's gonna put me over five grand so if you think you're going to come in to do tournaments or whatnot and you're going to try to make something out, you're going to try to make profit off of it, understand that your community is going to come first. You're going to put more into your community because you want to keep that growing and whatnot before you even see a dime. And I'm what's it since I've, I've been with Flint since 2020. So and I've been doing tournaments for them since 2021. I'm sitting around past the year, almost going into year two. So you're going to put in a lot of money because for the experience that I want to give the people at Flint or whatnot, it ain't cheap. It, no, is, not, it, is, not. it is not cheap. So yeah. that being said, um, let's go, let's touch in with our next topic, which is what would you, um, and I'm going to ask this to all three of you, what would you suggest to bring in more women into the fighting game scene? And I'll start with Melo. So I wouldn't even know where to start uh, with something like that. I'm so new and like, you know, organizing things mm -hmm. is like completely out of my realm right now. But I feel like, you know, if a lot of women like did start coming out and did try fighting games and they got to actually see what it was like that they'd want to stay, especially like here in South Florida, I don't know if I've ever felt more welcome in a community. I don't know what it's like really anywhere else. Right. So I've never felt like more comfortable or more safe. Um, <laughs> than I do, like, in this space, especially with, like, the group of people that come out here to Flint. So I think, like, the key is just getting people to, like, try the fighting games and see what the community is all about. Hmm. Okay. Saki? Yeah. Um, uh, so kind of going based on my uh, experience and kind of the work that I do, um, I think that it's really important to let um, women and also um, marginalized genders know the spaces um, and where they are. Um, and sometimes that tends, that can just be um, hosting the meetup just for them. Um, I would love to try to do it more often if I wasn't just like so busy with like online stuff. Right. Um, between like honestly online TOing plus like commentating things like that. Um, but like what, what I've learned running Queen of the Hill series is that um, the reason I've been able to find so many talented um, women and um, non-binary competitors is because I've made it a point to really advertise to them and really promote that there's a space for them um, and encouraging them to look into their locals and looking into um, their, uh, you know, their environments and, and actually try to find places for them. Um, as a local, especially offline, it's just really important to showcase that they, that the women that are here, highlighting them, talking about them. So like, for example, you know, if we have like Strive, I know a couple of women, I know, um, Mello, I've known Jiggy, I've known, uh, Kalamari from what Herbs has told me, even though I haven't met her, I, Kali, I know. Uh, I've seen her here, um, 
when you promote that that they are here in like your social media and in um, your discord it actually will encourage people who are looking outside to be like wait a minute there's an actual like tournament and there's not just like a bunch of guys here that's really awesome which is Um, why i try to put mellow on stream as much as possible (laughs) no (laughs) okay fine um volunteer like tribute it's 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 crazy right because people don't really think beyond that they're thinking like oh but it's just like a social media posting or not yeah because people are more visual like if they see someone like through like a video or even a photo like oh they have um people like this playing at um there's, oh, there's women playing here and whatnot. Okay, I'll definitely go. Maybe yeah. it's not so bad after all. Yeah, it's, yeah. Very, it's very inspiring. The yeah. irony is that every time I advertise Tekken tournaments, like on my social medias and stuff, and I get new people coming in, they're like surprised that it's a woman like running the whole thing. They had yeah. no idea that even though it's called the heart container, and if you like research it and look into it, you see it's like me, like all over the social media and everything. Like, they haven't, like, looked at it or anything, so they were not expecting it at all. And it's really funny to see, like, their reaction sometimes. They're like, you do this? Like, I had someone at our last Tekken tournament who was just a random guy who came in, checked out everything. Um, and he was like, oh, you're, you're the one who runs this? And I was like, yeah, like, I run. Um, and he was like, oh, do you just run that or, or this? And I was like, no, I run everything. Like, I, mm-hmm. like I do the, it, the it's Twitch like the numbers don't add up and it looks amazing. I do the brackets. I do, like, all of this. And I, and I play. And he's like, can you play too? And I, I, like, I played and I show them. And he was like, that's, that's fucking awesome. Like, I definitely want to come next time. And, and he seems like he might come to our next one. Um, so people get genuinely surprised. And it's it's really funny because even though I advertise it and everything, and if you look into the heart container, you would see me. They just don't know. It's like a little surprise for them. Yeah, it's all about just um, representation matters. Like it doesn't just go with beyond um, seeing like your your like a person that looks like you. It's it's literally like um, when we say representation matters, it, it really does. Um, people want to relate to on a personal level um and it's and it's extremely important that um locals um both online and offline and even events like realize that that is one of the ways to make women feel welcomed in the um fgc and also i do want to give a shout out to you senpai as well because um safety as well like i i honestly when herbs told me about this about flynn's for the first time Mm -hmm. i was very like that's super far and i don't know and i don't know anybody but um the times that like if anything dicey has happened like just the fact that you're just there at like the snap of a finger is like yeah is really really encouraging um for as a for a competitor like myself yeah and there was i remember there was a situation at one point and mellow you you know about that yeah. one situation i'm not gonna go into details <laughs> yeah, or whatnot. not going to detail but yeah. definitely i've never seen like a group of dudes stand up to like be there for me like faster ever yeah and it's, it's it's one of the things that i take extremely serious when it comes to like um personal safety or whatnot because growing up when i would go to you know like a couple of guys on houses or whatnot or even places where people would just you know go and play fighting games or whatnot and i know that people tend to get physical like yeah i do some shit talking from time to time or whatnot and i can be toxic with it too but when it gets physical that's when i'm going to extremely some step up or whatnot because you never know how things are going to escalate i've been in like growing up i've been in some 
fist fights growing up, you know, because of fighting games and whatnot. I'm, it's, I'm not new to it. I'm used to it. I shouldn't say that, but I'm used to it. Understood. But for, the, you know, people coming into the scene and whatnot, I do want to make sure it's safe. Like, safety is, like, my top priority, making sure that everyone's safe, everyone's having a good time. And every night I always, you know, when people are, you know, leaving or something, you know, bye or whatnot, the thing I always say is, all right, thank you for coming out. Drive safe. I always say that because I care about your safety, whether you're here and then when you're leaving, hey, have a good night, drive safe. Yeah, you handled that situation extremely professionally and extremely well, probably better than I would have. <laughs> given yeah, because like yeah, because it, yeah. it, it is in a situation <laughs> like that, like if someone's going to escalate or whatnot, that's that's when it's going to be like, OK, now I have a reason to be um, aggressive right. and i and that's and i don't want to because i'm always going to go with the option of we don't need to we don't need to escalate this any further just hey people are not comfortable with you you know being here and whatnot i'm gonna ask you to leave yeah i don't think you were aggressive but no. you're very like stern yeah for yeah him. and you i definitely think when, diffused the situation in like the most appropriate and when people see that especially when they come into a venue for the very first time and they think they're just gonna have their way when they see someone that is just like on top of everything because people will see it especially with the smash players like if there's something going on i am on it like you know where to find me i'm always around the area so that way Hey, if there's something going on, you let me know right away so that way I can handle it and get it done so that way it does not affect everybody else. Because I also have to take in consideration everyone else's safety and making sure that they're not involved in whatever is going on. I handle it the best way I can. I get the owners of the venue to know about the situation. We diffuse it. We get it done. We get it over with. And, you know, we're back to having a good time. Yeah, I definitely felt... Like, you guys had my back. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. You guys and Always. the players here as well. So it was, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because I know most people might be uncomfortable with confrontation. So if anyone's uncomfortable, don't be afraid to ask me or somebody else to get either a TO, get an owner of Flynn's, etc. I got your back. I have a mother and a sister, and I always want to respect women and people of color and certain genders and creeds. I'll just say this. I don't mind getting violent if I have to protect people. I don't mind. All about smoke. I'm very like cautious about <laughs> like, will you know, get the that places smoke. I go <laughs> and if I'm gonna be safe. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, like yeah, that's something that I have to think about, and I don't question it when I'm here. And I'm not saying that to like promote you guys. Like I genuinely feel yeah. safe in this space. I feel like there are people who will back me up if I ever needed. So yeah. I'm really it, really grateful for that. Yeah, and I do. We got your back home. Yeah. And I do, and I do the same for everyone else here and whatnot, regardless, because you know I want you to have a good time. I want you to enjoy yourself. I don't want you leaving um, the venue, you know, in a negative attitude or whatnot. I mean, other than if you 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 lost your set, or whatnot. I mean, so we got smash. a, a Soto technique in the chat. He's just like, hire me a security. I love throwing people out. I do too. But um, back to the um, to the, um, the topic before we move on to our next one. Um, what would you suggest to bring in more women into the fighting games, Amanda? For me, I feel like that's a hard question because women are already very accepted into the fighting game community. They just don't really know it. Like the second you actually try to come to some of these events, you're way more expect accepted than you expect it to be. Right. Like everybody. At least the people I know, at least in the Tekken community and everything, because some communities are a little different 
you know, sometimes the Smash community can be different. Things. I've okay, so let me spin it. Let me, all right, so let me spin <laughs> it this way then. <laughs> since since um since all of you since y'all in um South Florida or whatnot, what would you bring? How would you bring women that's already in South Florida into fighting games? Because I because to me I feel like the best way to do to go about that and that, and this is something I'm gonna I'm gonna experiment throughout this year is um conventions. Because I know there are a lot of female um, video game players. Like, they play games, they cosplay, um, you know, their favorite gaming character or whatnot. But um, getting them into fighting games. And that's something that I'm even finding a challenge to do because, you know, some of them are extremely shy and nervous. And, you know, you can get um, overwhelmed because there's just so many dudes or whatnot. And then, of course, you don't want to be around any creepy dudes. So one of, one of my um, strategies is just... You know, having a conversation with them, making them feel welcomed and be like, hey, um, if, you know, if you want to play uh, you know, some friendly sets or whatnot, they're over here. And if you have any problems, you just let me know right away. So how would you would tr like, let's just say you're in my position and you're going to a c convention and you want to get women into fighting games. How would you go about it? So. To get them into fighting games, and, and another thing I was going to recommend, actually, is, first of all, I feel like there should be, like, a ladies' night every every now and then in some of these venues just for them to try it out, mm -hmm. just to see how the fighting games are, try it out with other women, see how they like it, and then actually participate in it, like, later at the normal tournaments. Um, like, like you guys were talking about, safety is a big thing, so making it known that you guys are very like on the safety and making sure that everybody feels comfortable, making sure nobody's bothering you, you know, make sure that they know that they can tell you if anything's going on. Um, making sure that, that women feel safe is definitely a very important thing in this kind of community and in, in, in anything, basically making sure that like women feel safe because it, it's just hard to be a woman sometimes. Um, I would say that to, to get them a little more involved they we just need to try to get convince them to try it out and mm -hmm. and tell them that oh but they have this character they have like this game has magic this game has um like this this really cool like thing to it that you might be interested in and if you if you give it a try you might really like it like there's we could do friendlies with you we could um like, we have friendlies at this time, at this location, with, with these people. And once you actually get involved, and I would say this to, like, a lot of the women directly, like, you just have to, like, just put your foot in just a little bit and try it out. Because the second you do, all of these guys are, like, there to help you and help you learn. Mm -hmm. They're, def all, like, already down to help you practice and get better. And I've had that experience myself when, when I started getting involved in Tekken. They were so open to giving me advice the second I asked questions and things like that so that they could, like, tell me what I'm doing wrong and, and give me advice on the next things I could do. And they're, they're really nice and open to doing friendlies, too. Um, I would say for women to just try to be a little more, like, open-minded and try it out. And, and you would be surprised at how nice that a lot of the guys can be and how, like, protected you could feel in these environments when, when the TOs, TOs and everybody like let you know how, how safe it is and how serious that they are about safety, like you'll definitely feel welcome and you'll definitely like get into it and have a good time because everyone ends up being really cool and you end up having a really fun time. Um, so yeah, so for, for that question specifically, I would say 
just letting people know that you have a very safe environment, letting them know you'd be willing to do some friendlies with them, teach them a little more about the game. I would say like at Flynn's and things like that, trying to have like a ladies night like every now and then so that they could just that try is, out the game. That is something I do have in mind and that's something I do yeah. want that's something I do have in mind to go to, you know, to go after that crowd. And I mean, I was thinking and I was thinking about for Fighter Fest having a women's competition where only the women play. That would be that awesome. Would awesome. Yeah. That would yeah. be super um, cool. Um I, I think <clears throat> I wanted to actually add a little bit. <clears throat> okay. One last night uh, there was a cosplay fest, I think it was. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um I actually wanted to ask you guys, did you have a station that you could have titled demo station for um any uh, for anyone last night? Because uh, uh there's the, the TVs open. Right. I mean, there's these TVs that have like a bunch of different games and stuff people can Right, play. but right. I'm thinking when you go to these cosplays or these conventions, right, mm -hmm. you have um, a demo station. So one thing that I learned from Frosties, and, and this is why it's like resonating so much, is um, they had King of Fighters, uh, the demo, um, at the time, because obviously it wasn't fully released, mm -hmm. um, to play. And it was interesting because KPB uh, Rage, I think, or KPB Station, um, they came up to me and they were like, hey, you know, you're Puerto Rican. Why aren't you playing King of Fighters? And I'm like, um, I don't know, because it's not my type of game. But like that, like the way they approach is like, hey, play, have a try. If you need me to, I'll sit down with you for five minutes and actually teach you. So I'm thinking like that's something you can do at the conventions is you have like like this station, for example, right? Mm -hmm. uh, something very similar set up. You call it a demo station. And then some, uh, because people are going to be attracted to the word demo. Yeah. yeah. And then you pretty much explain like, yeah, so at Flynn's, in addition to all of the video games we do, we host tournaments. Um, do you want to try out one of the games that we play? And you can probably put Strive or, you know, something that's not too hard, but also not too like easy either. And then you'd be like, if you want, I can show you what, what kind of game it is. And there you go. You've just introduced that person um um how to play um not only how to play but interested in the game interested in the venue like wait a minute what and then on top of that you can be like even if you don't like to compete you can just come out and hang out yeah. all you can play we have casuals and then um you can watch the tournament after we go through the tournament once there's space you yeah can you can play it. casuals up until closing hours Pretty much. So that's uh, that's that's honestly a really great way. The best way you can set up is just introducing like that demo station. Ooh. And then as far as the ladies night is concerned, like, um, again, it's honestly like just because I've been so busy, but I'm trying to like organize my schedule. Mm -hmm. But we had Queen of the Hill here one night. And honestly, that was really fun. Like if I c try to keep it more consistent, absolutely. We could like bring more women to to the scene and um and uh but like having that space for them and even even if it's like hey it's a ladies night you can kind of do what like the bars or the restaurants do where they're like hey women get in for free um guys you, you obviously will pay but that promotion is still there while you're also still getting some type of return 
um, but that that does encourage a lot. So, um, but yeah, if you do fighter fest like for women's women's only, that would be, be super awesome. hype. Um, all yeah. you have to do is just, I'm pretty sure strive or whichever game is. Yeah, like, that that was gonna that was gonna be like my one challenge is what game would I play, yeah. that um I feel like Smash is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Smash or Strive, I or agree. you could do both. Because Smash for women, you have a lot of choices, but from characters and different diverse yep. characters and different play styles. So it gives women a lot of options to, even if they're just trying the game, try all these different characters. Characters they might associate with like Pokemon, with Mario, with um, if they play Fire Emblem or any of that stuff, and in different fight styles that they can learn to introduce them into the fighting game community. Smash is definitely one of the really good ones. And it's not as combo-ish as a lot of the other games yep. so you can yeah. mess around and have a little more fun with it i don't want to i don't want to throw any shade to the smash community or whatnot. <laughs> i don't want i don't want to throw any shade to them but it's just but it's smash south community. florida is big on smash and it's just like <laughs> i want to at least put more of that focus into other uh, some of the other fighters i understand smash is a very easy to get into game but i'm also thinking about what is another easy to in, in, get into game? And I was thinking Grand Bloom. Yeah. Yes. Grand Bloom. So you would be doing such a service to Grand Blue like yes. community. Um, it sucks that they did not last as much because they literally were going to be the stride just without the net code. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. And then DNF duels coming. Yeah. And I plan right on having there. DNF. Please, DNF duels. Please call me when you do DNF duels so I can <laughs> spread the gospel of uh, Ranger, not Crusader. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're trying to talk... We're trying to initiate the the satanic group of the ranger players um, and, and, and allow more um, pew pew energy. But uh, please let me know. I will be more than happy to hold sit on, hold down. Hold on, hold on. There's a gospel already. Listen. I, I, I will say this. I will say this, and I might as well just let the cat out of. The, I might as well just let the cat out of the bag. Yes, at Flint, we do plan on having yes. DNF duel oh, at Flint, God. and it's going to be a Tuesday night weekly. Woo! I'm making that announcement right now. DNF Let's Duel go. will be a Tuesday night weekly here at Flynn's when the game does come out. And it will be at Fighter Fest. Man, I miss both days. I'm sick. upset. You're um, making me come down from Davenport. <laughs> I, already, I already know. I'm going to have to talk to Herbs and like say, Herbs, can you let me stay at your house for a little bit? Worst case, I'm yeah. 10 minutes away from Herbs. <laughs> but, they, but going back on um, like having like a women's only like a competition, to where you know they can you know win prizes and whatnot, and then of course being around a, a bunch of other um, women gamers as well is like that has not been that has not happened before in in all of South Florida, and that would be a great opportunity to build that community up, and because we already have such a big community of you know female cosplayers and whatnot, so and good number of them play games, few of them play fighters, and I'm just like. Come to your locals. Go go to next level down in Miami or whatnot. If you stay in Miami, if you can't come to Flint, or if you're staying in West Palm, come to Flint's on one of the um, Strive nights or whatnot. Hell yeah. Or on the Grand Blue um, weekly, monthly as well. I'm also going to have another announcement. Um, Grand Blue. 
Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is now going to be bi-weekly. So it's going to be on the first and third of every Friday of every month. So, yeah, I'm making that announcement. Man, I moved to freaking Orlando like at the wrong time. (laughs) I'm so mad because I'm like, because it's crazy because like obviously Central Florida is the next like (laughs) place that you could find like monthlies and I'm like, but I like it here. So like now I got to figure out how I'm going to make the drive down here. I'm laughing right now because uh, Tanarika and it's like LMFAO. I'm loving all these accidental announcements. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, um, you know, I have big, I have big things um, coming up and whatnot. And that's, I'm going to be announcing later down the line. And we also have another big announcement later on. At twelve, so yeah, you know. Be, say, be, is that another another <laughs> accidental <laughs> announcement? But yeah, for he'll one, accidentally I, announce it like at our next topic. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't want to take too much time so that we get on to our um other topics or whatnot. But yeah, like I do want to um start building the, the you know the women community, the women of the FGC community because I know it can be done. And it's just you know getting um more um, females to you know come out now and just you know you know, be a part of the community because they do have that um, impression that it's just all guys and, you know, they don't want to feel overwhelmed. They they don't think it's going to be like a safe environment, but I'm just like, we literally have women here that has been here to Flynn's. They've, they've been the locals and they're going to, they've, they've been the majors and they're going to let you, and they they travel. Travel. they're going to let you know that, Hey, it's not that bad as you make it out to be. It's um, really not. It's really Actually, not. to go on that and to go on what she was saying, you guys reminded me of a really big point that I literally experienced yesterday. Yesterday at Flynn's when they had the cosplay fan fest, me and Jason were playing Tekken, and this couple came up to us and they wanted to play. Oh, I, I saw playing, that. I was playing with this girl, and and she was pretty good, and she didn't want me to go easy on her, but I was still I was still being you know a little nice about it and everything, and I was telling her like, hey, you know, Flynn's does Tekken Seven tournaments every Sunday if you're interested, like, we're going to have one tomorrow and everything at 4 p.m. And she was saying, and I, I think this is another thing that women think about too much, is she said that, oh, I'm not good enough for a tournament. I don't think I could ever join a tournament. That's another mentality that I think is another problem as to why women do not try fighting games or do not try to go to these tournaments. They take the word tournament way too serious. Like, yes, there's going to be some, like, really sweaty, really crazy players sometimes, doesn't make it any less fun you don't have to specifically win to enjoy the tournament and 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 do it and just see how it is and then practice and then eventually you could win and not all the time is the tournament as intense as you think it's going to be and i think it's a really big thing that we need to like let know to the women that these tournaments aren't that serious that you you make it out to be you can definitely join and be at like a beginner level and still practice and get into it and you're not going to get, like, super wrecked automatically. It's not as intimidating. Like, they think it's really, really intimidating because the word tournament's in it. Yeah. And I think yeah. that maybe with the ladies' night and stuff like that, putting the word casual tournament next mm-hmm. to it so that they know that it's a little more casual, so that they know it's, like, yeah. you don't have to be super good at the game to join a tournament. Like, just to join a tournament, you could just join beginner level, get the practice, Ask, ask people questions and you could end up doing really good e- even at a beginner level you don't have to be like this master level that's played for years and years and years like even I like I said never played Tekken when I was younger just got into it more recently 
and I still join the tournaments. And even though I get wrecked, I still have a lot of fun. I still learn a lot of stuff. I still enjoy hanging out with everybody and doing the friendlies before and after the tournaments. Like, it's still a really great time. So I wouldn't let that word tournament yeah. intimidate you. And that's oh, another yeah. big reason I think women don't like to get involved in fighters and don't like to get involved in tournaments is because they think it's too sweaty. And it's not it's not as sweaty as you think it is. Like that might just be smash. But <laughs> someone once told me um, you're all like out of the game. Let's say two million people are playing the game. Mm-hmm. You coming out and actually making it to a local, you're already part of like the one percent. Yeah. So yeah. that's put it when you put it into that perspective, you're already like one percent better than yeah. the other. Not only that, you can't get yeah. that experience like online that you can like at a tournament, even if you're not, you know, going there to win and you're just going there to learn. That kind of information that you learn like from playing offline is like really valuable. Yep. Definitely. And it's really fun. Like you get to meet people and it's not just there for like a super serious reason like you're there to have a good time it's a video game at yeah the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely i think so you should coming from like you know going to an offline event is really really fun and it's something that everyone should try oh, definitely 100 yeah i think you should never go into a tournament with the mentality of just i'm gonna win i think you should go into a tournament with the mentality of i'm gonna learn i'm gonna learn like this character i'm gonna learn about this game and I'm going to have a good time and I'm going to have a good time with everybody and just, you know, get to know them and, and have a good time. And when you come to these locals and you actually get involved, you make friends and you meet some really cool people and you end up playing with them and having a great time. Like I've I've been playing after our Tekken tournaments, I've been playing more Tekken with Waluigi and like yep. Senpai after. And like we've had a good time and it's just fun to play with them and see how they play and like get involved and just spend time with everybody. And I think that's something that... um like maybe women think about too much too when they think about a tournament is that they think that they have to win or that like you're supposed to win. And yes, it's good to win and you want to win and you should shoot to win, of course, but you should also shoot to just learn and try it out and have fun because it's not all about that. It's it's more about experience and just seeing how it is and feeling it out and having a good time with everybody and going to these locals, you really get the chance to experience that and the chance to have this sense of community all together and have something in common and just have a really good time and go off on it with everybody and have a really great time compared to just playing like online on your own at home and then dealing with online problems (laughs) and stuff like that and then just being pissed the whole time because you're not winning it's Mm. definitely a whole different experience yeah you also have people like you know bounce ideas off of and like learn from at these tournaments it's not like online where you have to google the answer hit your friend up on discord and hope that they answer yeah (laughs) there's people there with the answers there's people there that want you to be a better player to make them a better player and and it's not like they're gonna like keep it a secret and like be an asshole and be like no i can't let them know my secrets you know like there is occasionally someone that might be like that but not everyone's gonna be like that you can just ask someone else it's just too much work to gatekeep at this point yeah Yeah, like like good 98 percent of the time if you ask for advice and you ask any of these guys or any of these women or anyone here that is involved in playing these games they will give you tips and they will practice with you and they'll they'll try it out with you and if they want to keep their secrets for whatever reason there's definitely someone else you can go to and they'll still be willing to teach you instead so there's there's people that will actually teach you when you go to these tournaments and be willing to give you advice and stuff. So I wouldn't give up so easily on it or think you're not good enough for it. When when if you just come through and you, you practice and you talk to these people, you could end up being really good at it and you could end up loving it and you could end up just killing it. 
Yeah. And I do want to say this is one last point before we move on to our um, next topic is um, you also get to travel with, you know, the friends that you make at locals. You, you, you get to travel. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited get, to see I, you guys yeah. at CU. It's so it, it, it doesn't It doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't. You get to travel. You get to create, create and have moments that you'll remember for a lifetime. Like, it's there. Yeah, like Just I saying. legit met Saki at CEO before noon. She was a Floridian. <laughs> and then you watching her play as Jade was the coolest thing. <laughs> All right. Our next topic is um, worst experience in the FGC. So I'll start with Melo. Your worst experience. So I feel very fortunate to, I've had very little bad experiences. Like very little bad experiences. I had that one weirdo here. Yeah. Uh, that one time, but I wouldn't even say that was like horrible because it was handled quickly and well, and that could happen not just like in the FGC, that could happen to me like hanging out at a restaurant or something like that, you know what I mean? Um, I guess the worst experiences are like little stupid things that'll get to you, like people trying to explain my character to me, like sitting down next to me and trying to explain how Ramothal's swords work after I've been playing this game since release. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Or like, um, you know, when I would go um, to locals or events like with my partner before, they would talk to him and not to me. And I was the one there to like compete. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so just little things like that. But I've been very, very fortunate. Like, I haven't had any, like, really terrible experiences. And I've always felt very welcome and very safe. Sock. events. All right. Oh, Saki. my gosh. I've not been so fortunate. Oh, <laughs> boy. Um, I'll, give, I'll give you two for um, one online and one offline. So the first one gotcha. is the offline. Um, I... Um, was at Frosty's mm -hmm. and uh, Beefy Manatee will tell you it was really funny. So, oh beef, and it's crazy because Beefy Manatee was like, Yo, Saki, you're, you're fucking good. Like, you're getting, you're working yourself. Like, holy shit. Um, I was playing against his gold Lewis and I was playing my my love, my husbando Anji, right? Oh and, um, <laughs> and one thing that uh, I've made it really known is that I don't play Anji very risky. I play him very conservatively and very defensively. Um, so, while I was doing really well against beefy um i wasn't taking like i wasn't trying to be offensive um or aggressive whatsoever but then this guy comes along and he's like why are you praying angie like that and i'm like sir what do you mean like this <laughs> this is my style like exactly. what are you talking about and he's like oh you know that there's an infinite for angie right and i'm like an infinite listen this character is bottom three like what are you talking about <laughs> like what oh and God. then he was like yeah it's an infinite on go lewis and i was like what and then he's like yeah I i'm i'm gonna play and i'm gonna show you how to play like how to play against this matchup next thing they know beefy actually whoops his ass and i'm like i'm like beefy did he do the infinite he's like no he never did the infinite i'm like i've been playing this character since day one and i have never found an infinite with this character and if there was it would have been all over on twitter That's so true. maybe he was just fucking with you i i no, he was dead serious he it was bro. crazy and i'm Oof. like Probably and, like a practice mode thing. And, and the wildest yeah. thing is that, like, I've gotten, like, that situation, especially, like, in both offline and online, where, like, I'm playing my character. I know what I'm doing with my character. If I'm going to ask for help, I will ask for help. I'm not going to just take it from some random who comes up and says, oh, you're playing the character wrong. Yeah. Um, and then 
Online, unfortunately, is even worse. Um, I've actually had people, um, uh, when I'm playing like ranked, for example, in Mortal Kombat. Um, oh boy. I've had people like actually tell me like, oh, you're, you suck. Why aren't you in the kitchen? Like actually cooking me a sandwich yeah. and shit. What's really funny though, <laughs> is that um, like they, they, they start off like that because obviously I'm like streaming so they, they can come to my stream and stuff. They start off like that. But then when I like kick their butts, they're ju- they, they like just go away. Um, and I'm just That's like, well, take this knuckle sandwich, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and it, it's, it's insane how like people get like, they're very like that off behind the screen and behind the thing. But when they come to like, um, online, like, I've I've had a couple of instances where um like they don't keep that same energy and what's no. crazy is that like they, they could be like the most well-known person and I'll go up to them and I'll be like hi how are you I hope you're doing well I hope everything's going well at the event like super cordial super respectful and then you could see that like they're shaking because they're like holy shit you're Saki and I'm like yeah I'm Saki <laughs> like what what's up like <laughs> four foot nine <laughs> Puerto Rican Latina here like well, what are you gonna do about it like what's up <laughs> um and uh I've had to prove my point more more often than 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 not um and uh a lot of people just they just you, sometimes you have to grow that tough skin and I've, I've had to definitely grow that tough skin for for me okay Amanda, yours? Yeah, people people online definitely like to talk a lot of shit. And they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And then they're a pussy in real life. And they're like, yep. I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not misogynistic and sexist. What are you talking about? Um, for me, I would say I'm also very fortunate. Haven't really had any bad situations at all in the FGC since I've joined at these tournaments and stuff. I would say definitely... At least from from the ones I've been to and with the Tekken community and everything, they're very respectful. They're very nice. They're they're willing to talk to me. You know, they they play with me like anyone else. So they they've all been really cool. But there is like two things I could kind of mention. Um, like Mello was saying, where they like didn't talk to her. I get that as my own to. Uh, sometimes when we get new people or when people are first coming in, they will just talk to Jason and then they'll give him all the praise for like the tournaments and everything. And I, I sit back, I let it happen, but then I'm always like bitching to Jason about it. Cause I'm like, this is my fucking tournament. I'm the one who fucking organized all of this. I, I'm the one who brought Tekken for you guys. And you're, you're thanking him. I had to teach him how to do this. He doesn't even know what he's doing. Why, why does that sound <laughs> like a SpongeBob meme? It's, it's, it's actually, you know what I'm talking I, about. I, I know you know what I'm talking about. I understand what you go through because um, for the longest, it's only literally up until like of October-ish of like last year, I've had to call out people online because I'll get hit up in the DMs and I'll be like, ask like, Saki, how do you do this? Or how do you set up OBS? Or how do you organize this tournament? Or what's the best way, like, what's the best way to do things? Like literally help them grow. Yeah. Yeah. But then the credit is never given. And I've had to tell people like, okay, in addition to you paying my fee, I need you to make sure you go on Twitter and you tag me and you say that I helped you do this. And and for people, it's like, why? Aren't you trying to help me out of the kind of your heart? Like, no, bitch, I'm not. Okay. Yes, I want the community to grow, but y'all be out here saying, oh, I'm growing this and oh, I'm doing this. And then the next thing you know, guess who doesn't get opportunities? Myself. Like, I'm here 
I helped you. You're helping your partner in learning how to organize something you, you're working on. Imagine if, like, let's say um, GameStop comes up to you and, and says, hey, is Jason here? Can I talk to him since he's organizing such a great tournament? Oh. And then you're like, I'd be um, pissed. I'd be like, you know whose name is the owner of the heart container? Just me. Do you know who made up the concept? Just me. Do you know who does all the baking, who learned all the tournament stuff, who built the community, who deals with all the social media? Just you? me. Oh. <laughs> and, and people don't realize that, like, that does more harm than good. So, honestly, like, give people credit and also make sure that, like, you're, like, just because you're you're announcing, like, I, I love when you do, like, the graphics and you say, like, buy Silver Senpai. Like, yes, let me yes. hear that senpai was like literally behind uh this tournament let me hear herbs was helping with the strive tournament let, let me see that because um when the opportunities come in they're gonna be like okay yeah here's this person they did amazing i want to ha have them have them uh that opportunity yeah or give it to them yeah, yeah. you want to you want to give credit where credit is due because that. because as you said you know when opportunities come you want to make sure that hey is because of me. This person is growing, you know, their community because of my influence. I helped them out. And it's like, it's kind of a dick move that, you know, this person isn't giving me the credit when I've been helping them. Like, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be where you are at right now. So give me my credit. Give me my flowers. And yeah. <laughs> I, I always shout out Flynn's and I always shout out you, even at the Tekken tournaments I do now, because I'm like, thanks to them, we have another location for Tekken. And we do it on Sundays, either. too. You'd literally just be like, shout out to Flynn's Arcade, shout out to Serverback Senpai for helping us do tournaments at Flynn's uh, now not, you're, you're well not, you're on Sundays. Like, when you make the graphic, you don't have to tag me anymore now, because if anything, just tag Flynn's and then you, and that's it. Because I would want you to take that credit, because... Yeah, I am like the head of the, I'm the head TO of Flynn's or whatnot, but if someone is running the, the, the tournament or an event at Flynn's, I want them to take the credit instead of just me. Like, if you're doing Tekken, it needs to be 100% you. Not just me, but you. Everyone knows that I'll do all the other stuff or whatnot, or even when I'm not here and I have Herbs and Waluigi do um, Strive in my absence, I want the credit to go to Herbs. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, but if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have the opportunity in general. So I right. like to mention it. Yeah, yeah, at least. definitely. Um, and, and back to that whole thing, not that like Jason isn't doing a good job or anything. Like he's doing a great job. He's been a great help. He's put a lot into learning himself. He's been trying and he does a lot of support for me in the cafe, like constantly too. Don't get me wrong. It's just uh, a lot of the cafe's fundamentals, foundations, and a lot of the big things for it is just me and a lot of the time people don't realize that the social media is just me all the baking is just me jason will help with like something sometimes or i'll occasionally if i'm lucky get friends to help but most of the time for these big events where i have like 100 plus items me that baked everything made this boba tea made all of this organized like got the idea for the tournament got the community for the tournament advertised the tournament like learned how to use twitch and everything like that was all like me just putting my work into it and, and just getting really involved into it. And, you know, I want Jason to get his recognition too for being a good TO and learning all that stuff too. But a lot of the time at the Tekken tournaments, I, I get, I hear the guys like talking with him more or they don't talk to me as much. And they're like, oh, this is a great tournament. You know, thank you for having this. And, and um, 
like I'm glad you guys brought this thing and everything. And I'm like, why aren't they talking to me? I'm, I'm the oh, one who put man. it together. You Girl, know? you need an apron or a T-shirt <laughs> or something saying T.O. T.O. Like <laughs> the whole T.O. Kiss owner the combos. <laughs> of the, the place and everything. Like, which it, it just pisses me off a little bit. You know, it doesn't bother me too much because Jason deserves some attention too. And, and I still talk to people and I try to let it be known. But for the people that don't know, like, yes, I run... Tekken 7 for the heart container. I run Tekken 7 here at Flynn's on Sundays. Hell Jason yeah. is my partner and he helps me pretty equally. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm going to give him one fourth because I, I, <laughs> I'm going to give him one fourth because I still do the social media and everything and the food and stuff that we have. That's that's a little bit more. Yeah. But, but yeah, like I just want a little bit of that recognition, a little bit of that love and be like, you know. Like, like Tekken's here because of me, because I wanted Tekken to be here, and I, I really like it, and I wanted to bring that for Don't you. Don't ignore your f- your female TOs, y'all. Do not ignore them. Just <laughs> they, are, they are just as important just as us guys. They are just as important. Support your local TOs. For Support real. The TOs. Like, give them their roses. Give them their roses. Give them their flowers. <laughs> give them the recognition and praise that they do. I'm uh, saying. And the, the second, like, bad experience thing I was going to talk about, which... It's not like the same thing. It's just ranked Tekken, you know, like ranked Tekken online. Whenever you're playing someone ranked and they just you leave <laughs> because you beat them once is super, super annoying because not only does it take forever because I play on console to like actually get someone to play with and you want to build up your rank because I'm one of the people that actually cares a lot about my rank because I want to I want to be the rank that I feel like my skill level is. And I just can't get there because every time I'm doing good and I'm about to rank up, they fucking leave because they don't want to let me get the win. Like right at the end, the second round's in, I'm clearly going to win, disconnected. Then I have to wait forever for another person. And then when they do connect, like they sometimes end up being even better and then I can't take them and then I lose all the progress I just got on this other guy because this other guy wanted to freaking leave. (laughs) Or you get someone like right away and the second you beat them... They leave, and then you have to wait forever to find someone else. And the whole point of ranked and online is to, like, play. Like, why yeah. are you running away? Like, yeah. What are you doing, bro? Yeah, it's the worst. Oh, my God. I saw Soto Technique with this comic. He's like, ignore all people at locals. <laughs> <laughs> Be an introvert. <laughs> all right. And our last topic is um gaming pet peeve. I mean, y'all pet peeves. So, um... While you guys um, discuss our pet peeves, um, for those that are watching on a Twitch chat, if you have any questions that you want to ask, now's the time to do so as we're go- about to wrap up shortly. So, Mello, what are your gaming pet peeves? I what I discussed before, like when people try to explain something like very obvious about the game that I play, they mm-hmm. don't know it just because I'm a chick. That's happened to me a couple times. Or like I've kind of like been ignored in an environment and like I think it's because I'm a girl but I don't know <laughs> um, material girl you know material people girl. underestimating me too <laughs> things like that so definitely a big pet peeve I don't really have to deal with a lot of that stuff online to be honest because like I make my username usually like a meme or something like that so I don't <laughs> even think they know yeah <laughs> they don't know who I am so but yeah basically just that or like being spoken over being ignored being underestimated those things suck 
Besides fighting games, you have like no other gaming pet peeves. Oh my gosh! Well, if we're talking outside of fighting games, I played League of Legends, so I could go on. Okay, give us one, one. Oh dear God! Oh my gosh! I'm already cringing. Um, outperforming my male friends, but not being accepted into their group. Ooh. That sounds like pain. It does. It is. Yeah. Being like a higher rank is like all of them, but still not being accepted into their dude group. Yeah. Y'all dudes need to stop doing that. For real. I'm trying to be a gamer. For real. <laughs> You're in the right podcast. <laughs> Saki, what are um, your gaming pet peeves? So for fighting games, uh, I hate oh, being rollbacked really hard. Like, <laughs> I... <laughs> So I, I've noticed, and this is interesting as a competitor, um, a, like actual professional competitor with like my team and stuff, I've, um, I've noticed that I don't get angry at losing. I get angry when I'm losing to the Wi-Fi or to something that is not part of the game. So there's been like times, like I actually posted a clip on my TikTok where I was like rollbacked like three times Oof. and I won each time Holy but the shit. game rolled me back and then just shiki got to win because he got rolled back and he was able to like i was just like no. how many times does the wi-fi gotta let you in um so that is a huge like pet peeve of mine as well as weakness of mine is that like once i start seeing um something happening in the game i'm just like i I, I gotta stay calm, but I can't because I'm like really mad. It's not in my power. Oh my God. Um, and then as far as like gaming is concerned, um, my biggest pet peeve is like I will be, um, I'll be streaming or playing a game on stream and uh, I get a lot of people like coming in and um, backseating in Oh, every no. sense of the word so like when it comes to fighting games yes, it's like oh you should be doing um this with that super and i'm like um no i'm going to play Take the way the i want to play and then um uh, for example one of the reasons why i didn't stream elden ring um oh, my first playthrough is like I don't want people to backseat game yeah. and actually like take me through the game. Like one thing's helping me, and then another thing is you took me through the entire game and I didn't get to experience it. Yeah. yeah. So that's a that's a huge two pet peeves of mine that I, I don't enjoy. <laughs> you should have been a mage. <laughs> I'm like, no, bitch, I wanna be crit with my my scarlet rot and my blood. Like <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, yeah. your two gaming pet peeves. Um, so for fighting games, kind of like Melo was saying, I also hate being like underestimated. There's a lot of the time it's like a big thing that pisses me off is when I play with someone and they're like, I'm going to go easy on you. Or they're not going to play their main because they, they don't want to... Because they, they don't think I can handle it. Like, even Jason will sometimes not be Zafina. And I'm like, no, you're going to fucking be Zafina. Because even though you're a really good Zafina and everything, like, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to beat you eventually. I don't want you, like, switching to Lars or switching to someone else. Or, or or even when you specifically say you're going easy on me, I'm like, don't do that shit to me, bro. Don't do not don't do that shit with me. That doesn't slide with me. Like, I, I want you to be at 100%. Because I want to see, first of all, if I can take you at 100%. And second of all, if there's something I can learn from it and try, like, if I say I want you to go easy on me 
and like and and you know chill a little bit like I'll say it which I never do <laughs> so don't ever do that to me it's really annoying to deal with because I'm just trying to fight you at your best and see if I can handle it myself first of all like I'm I'm trying to have fun too it's not really that fun when you're not putting 100% into it especially in fighting games so that's just really annoying. oh definitely and uh, the cheese <laughs> in in, so, in fighting games when people just get you with cheese attacks like again Jason Zafina in Tekken has this move where she's in her tarantula state where she's crawling tarantula on the, state. where she's crawling on the floor because she has like different you know different um, not states stances like stances there okay go. I was about to the say the different stances <laughs> that she's in like the tarantula when she's crawling on the floor and stuff. She has this one move that he always gets to me with, and it's bullshit because she either does a kick that's a mid when she's down there, or she does like a sweep with her hand that's a low. So you either have to block low or you have to block mid. And he'll mix it up so that he's just cheesing me all the way until the end of my health because I'm not going to know if I need to block low or if I need to block mid. And it's so annoying. And just cheese like that and playing online and playing in general, that annoys me. I hate the fact that in a, in a like a fighting game like Tekken, where it's a lot of fist fighting and, and stuff, they have people like Alisa throwing missiles at you, or Akuma throwing like little Hadoukens. Hadoukens at you. I'm like, bro, what is this doing in this game? It's supposed to be about your fists and stuff. How am I gonna dodge that, bro? Like, I need to sidestep out of it or something because you can't block it. And I hate that. I hate it so much. It's super annoying. <laughs> As for like, like if it if it's supposed to be like a fist fighting game, I just want fist fighting characters. You know, I don't want some right. some BS thing projectile being thrown at me. Like it's stupid. Or be like Crusader, where it's like, um, the word of the block or the word of uh, what is it? Command grab. Let me let me spread the command grab. Do we have any um, questions in the chat? Uh, we just got some side comments. Um. Like Tanarakan just said, I can imagine Saki's flashback to that time. She just wouldn't die because of rollback. Van FGC gave just saying that he'll always talk trash to Amanda. Aliza never goes easy. Screw Savina. Coven asked the most hated personal matchups or a top three. Most hated oh, personal man. matchups. Yeah, we go we go quick with that over one. there. <laughs> That's a matchup, Zafina. You hate your man, <laughs> Zafina. Saki, what's your mo most personal hated matchup? I'm gonna give three in each of the games I. Oh, sorry, three, <laughs> one for each of the game I play. Uh, MK is Jackie. Actually, no, I take that back. Cetrion. I hate uh, Cetrion. MK, Cetrion. Buff Cetrion. Strive. Uh, it is. Um, I'd have to say Happy Chaos Ooh. or Axel because they both play the same. <laughs> and uh, in Melty, I'd have to say Shiki because that man has privilege. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> oh, no. Mellow, yours? So, I guess because I play Strive mostly now, I guess my top three hated matchups. Zato is number one, and I know I should be able to deal with Zato better. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Get me on that sandwich, and like my little brain cells are like shaking in there. They don't know what to do, mm -hmm. and like I don't react as fast as I probably should. So Zato is number one, and the other two that I've been having a lot of problems with, obviously Happy Chaos, but like nobody's having a fun time with that. <laughs> uh, Butter Punch, if you're watching this, please teach me. <laughs> Please Hold on, he's teaching me. <laughs> I, he can teach me because we're we're Rambros, you know. Th that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess number three would be Kai, but I'm learning to deal with it. 
Ultima wielder, I need you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll learn how to deal with them. But those are my three like least favorite, probably. My goodness. Yeah, to to go on that, if I'm actually being serious though. Um, I don't really have a problem with Safina's online and stuff. It's just not entities being super annoying. My actual like people that I hate playing in Tekken, and, and I would also go to Smash because I play Smash too. Um, Kazuya because I hate his his hell sweep, that 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 spinning oh, kick he does. The yes. hell sweep is just so annoying, and I just I, I can never able to block it. It's just the most annoying shit. And then Gigas. I've played some gigas. Yeah, I've surprisingly like we were playing Tekken in the Discord with the Tekken guys, and there was this one guy who decided to switch to Gigas, oh, and he was shit. wrecking all of us because Gigas does so much damage. It's and like he, no one cares if about Gigas. He gets Gigas. you in that grab, like that's that, that's like your your whole health there, basically. That's like half your health. So Gigas definitely super annoying. And then in Smash, so far, because I still haven't played with all the new characters as much, Steve. I hate Steve Mains. <laughs> Steve Mains Everyone are so in the annoying. Podcast will say I don't Steve. know how to get past Steve Mains. I don't know how to deal with it. They're just ridiculous, bro. I just can't with Steve's. <laughs> you, you just tell them to get some bitches. I don't even play Smash, and I, I've see, I see the Steve hate. I'm like, who is Steve? Who are you? No, it's I a Minecraft character. I'm googling. The, I don't know, man. The way they added the minecart and everything, I just I don't I don't know how to get past it. It's just really annoying. And the fact that I don't have a switch and everything to practice at home, like the times I randomly play them is in tournaments, and Steve mains are ridiculous. Oh yeah. Well. Oh, that's Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other more questions, Waluigi, or no? Oh, let's see what's going on. Ghost Cam said, "Is Saki ready for uh, their testament?" Oh, Ghosty, you better be practicing those combos I showed you last night. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. oh, trash talk before we close out. I love it. Then we got uh, I love you, Ghosty. I'm uh, sorry. Gabe saying, uh, everyone loves May I See. No, I don't. <laughs> Tanarakun just said, uh, I used to say that Kai wasn't bad at his matchup, and then I fought one as Testament. I understand the problem. And Gabe just said, Gigas is so cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else from what I'm seeing. Um, right. If we have a little bit of time, I'll go into like the second gaming pet peeve I was going to say, <laughs> which was basically because we're playing Final Fantasy <laughs> IX and I never finished it. And I really hate like the side quests where you have to get one item from this one specific guy and then go all across the freaking world to pass it to someone else and then go all the way back to him just to move on in your story. That's doing nothing to the game. It's not adding any story to the game. It's not adding any fun to it. It's just super annoying. You and then when like you have to 14. when you have to be in a cutscene. And then you have to, you get out of the cutscene, you walk, and you're like, oh, I guess the cutscene's over. And then it's another cutscene immediately after. Like, bro, you could have just, you could have just done a transition in the cutscene and then had the next cutscene. Like, I didn't need to waste my time with that. Some of that stuff is just really annoying to me. Love Final <laughs> Fantasy, love a lot of RPGs and stuff, but I absolutely hate side quests and stuff where you just, you're doing people favors when I'm already trying to save your village. I'm like the hero. I'm trying to save all your lives. And you, I need to give this cookie to your grandma and some shit like it's super annoying i didn't sign up for this man like that's why i hate games like animal crossing i hate the idea of just doing a bunch of favors <laughs> for everybody what do you get out of it when do you get to build your house and decorate it because it takes you a long time of helping people with all their shit to actually get the stuff you want my sister in christ you're the one who bought the game <laughs> like it, it's super annoying like nah i i have never spent money on an animal crossing game i never will i i can't stand you're a better person than i 
over a thousand hours. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> a thousand hours. Like, like, these favors I for someone for else. My villagers. Are you okay? <laughs> I I didn't want to buy a game to do chores, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> Saki, I'm, less, I'm laughing at Ghost Kim because he recovered himself from his sentence. He said uh, he's coming for your ass. He's like, wait, not like that. <laughs> okay, Ghosty, I'm, I'm waiting. Don't worry. Um, my hands are ready 24-7, seven days a week. All right? Hey. Those hands are ready. Hey, These hands are ready to eat for everybody. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> equal rights, equal fights. <laughs> I can't. This is how we're closing out. Holy yes. shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies, okay, thank you so fights. much. Thank you so thank you, much for you. being on this episode. I greatly appreciate it. Can't wait to guys. Can't wait to have y'all back again, hopefully with our other two guests. So that way we can have a full fledged episode. But um What's that, that being Terry, you loved the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we we loved it too, man. It was nice hearing from you. <laughs> Nah, um, Terry overslept, so I, it's okay. I, yeah, it's a, Understandable. I she was working all night. Yeah, yesterday. she was working all night and yesterday. Shout out to Terry. Shout out to Terrific Treats. Yeah, but um, ladies, thank you so much again for being on this podcast. Where can people find you? Begin with Mellow. On Twitter, I'm Melanade underscore underscore, and I also have Twitch now. I just started streaming. It's hey. FC underscore Mellow. Nice. Nice. Right. Saki, where can they find you? Um, you can find me everywhere except with YouTube. Um, so you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitch as uh, Saki Sakura TV, and then on YouTube with Saki Sakura. You can also find um our Queen of the Hill um series on Twitter at the Q O T H S. Okay, they doing some drilling next door or whatnot, so yeah, we we about done it anyway. So, but finish, continue. No worries, that, that that's that's about it. Um, follow TikTok and stuff. I post awesome clips. Uh, you can find the Heart Container Cafe on Instagram, on Twitter at the Heart Container Cafe. Twitter for some reason came out as the Heart Con Cafe. Um, but if you just look up the Heart Container Cafe, you'll see our logo. It's a little coffee cup that has the 8-bit heart and everything. That's always us. If you Google us, we have a Google, so you could do reviews and stuff. We have a GoFundMe. We have a YouTube coming soon for a new project we're going to be doing in the future. So go ahead and see us for that and just follow us at the Heart Container on all of those. We update a lot of our stuff on Instagram. Any events, any stuff we're doing, usually Instagram. Twitter, we usually update all of our tournament stuff usually. So that's where you can find all the info for that. Instagram also has the tournament stuff, so usually Instagram's the best place to go. And... Um, you can catch these hands IRL every Tekken tournament here <laughs> Sundays at 4 p.m. here at Flynn's Arcade and Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. at Unbranded Brewery in Hialeah. And you can catch us in person and catch these hands. Let's go. Jesus. Waluigi, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh you have God, any ladies. closing words? Oh, ladies, it's good to have you guys here in the podcast for the first time. Well, you like the second? Third it's time? my second, second time. Second time. Thank you. Yeah. All of you I've had some great matches with and inspired me, especially you, Mello. Like, you've actually disciplined me to be a better Ram. Saki, I'm glad I have an online match for the first time. And then you were Tekken. i got to work on these hands, and this drilling is just annoying me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah I'm it's, 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 it's time to go. Reckon Senpai, too. Last time I played, I'm going to play again. I am open to admit I get my ass kicked, and I'm glad. <laughs> I, need yeah, to, I need to discipline myself. <laughs> Anyways, we'll close out. Thank you guys for tuning in and joining the chat. We'll definitely see you guys later. You can message us if you have any more questions or if you want to join up.
See you guys for Tekken later tonight, guys. All right, and this has been episode 52 of the South Florida Gamers Podcast. We are signing out. We're going to catch y'all on the next one. So, y'all have a good one. See you. Bye.